something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everybody? It is my favorite part of the three parts of best bits when I bring on a show member and we get to talk about life and sometimes I make them cry. Hopefully not this weekend. And this weekend I'm joined by Mike D. I can try to cry on demand if you want. No, it has to be a natural cry. Okay, maybe we'll get It's because you're sitting on the therapy couch, and that's some sometimes why I make people start to tear up and cry. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable couch. Yeah, it's not intentional, <laughs> so I don't want you to forcibly do it. It's all, it's all meant to be genuine, but we've got a lot to talk about. So we had Kane Brown on the show this week, and it made us think about some new artists that we love, and you have one that you're like really digging right now, right, Mike? Yeah, I've... I feel like this year I've really gotten into this artist. His name is Medium Build, but it's one guy. And it takes a lot for me to like connect emotionally with music. And I feel like every song he has released in the last year has become my favorite song. So it's like this singer-songwriter indie pop. Okay. And he is just such a good songwriter that I will go and just read his lyrics because it's like poetry. And it's the lyrics combined with his performance. And when you see him play live... He puts so much emotion into every single song. It could just be him and a guitar. And there's just so much passion. You could hear like the blood curdling in his voice. There's so much passion there that I can't wait to see him live. I'm seeing him next week or next uh, month. And I haven't been this just interested and all about an artist in a long time. Well, and I was really anticipating you to be like, he's like pop punk or like alternative or maybe like a Post Malone type. Yeah. So I feel like this is also a different genre for you. I feel, yeah, because I feel like the punk rock stuff I like is the stuff I grew up on. There's not a whole lot of new bands that I find a lot. Like, yeah, there'll be a a band every now and then that'll put out an album I like. But that's all like stuff from my childhood and teenage years. I think the stuff I lean towards now when it's new music it's a lot of the sad stuff. <laughs> and he, he's kind of that balance of like, it's so sad that it makes you happy. Okay. Because it has the pop feel to it, but a lot of the emotion and story behind the songs are kind of on the bummer side. That's fair. So you're getting a little bit of what you normally like with a little hint of something. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that I don't really do anymore is like listen to music in the car. I just you don't. Just sit in silence? Sometimes when we leave here, I don't want to hear anything. I'll listen in silence. Same. But I listen to so much music primarily while I'm working out or running that when I'm in the car, I'll try to listen to like a podcast. And it's very rare now that I listen to music. But the other day I was driving home and I was playing his latest song called Cause of You. And I like cranked it up like all the way. And I haven't done that in so long and it felt so good. Mike is hype about somebody. 
Like, I can see the excitement in your eyes. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> but I love that for you. I don't, you know, I don't know that I have like a favorite artist that is new, but I have somebody who I've been like really stuck on and who is newer onto the scene, at least as far as like getting stuff on mm-hmm. radio. His name's Teddy Swims. Heard of him. You've probably seen him. I think he's done stuff with Post Malone. I can't remember. He's done a few different collabs now, but. Every time he releases a new song, like it, I immediately go and listen. It's one of those where I'm like, I'm so excited to see what he's going to do next because you just never know. And every time I listen to one of his new songs, it's another freaking banger. And I get so excited. And it's somebody that like is, is kind of fallen below the radar in a sense. Like only some people know about him. But like he's also massive at the same time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, oddly. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be mine. But I need to go listen to Medium Build. That's also an interesting name. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> for an artist. Like, I feel like I'm talking about, like, Legos or something. Yeah, Medium Build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, like, somebody's structure of who they are. Okay. Okay, we also had a question that we don't get to in listener Q&A that somebody brought up. You and I are both, you're a vegan and mm-hmm. I'm a vegetarian. So a question that was asked is, like, how do we incorporate protein into our meals a lot of tofu (laughs) you do eat tofu yeah i love tofu i feel like in almost every meal at least the ones i cook at home i'll add tofu and then when i go out to eat we usually go to places where you can add tofu dang okay i can't get behind tofu mike really yeah there's something about the texture that i do not like oh i love the texture really yeah because it kind of gives me that feeling of eating some i mean like eating a protein that you normally would if you eat meat i mean it's so much better for you than like how I probably do it, which is eating like a lot and drinking a lot of protein shakes and stuff. But I mean, I just can't, I've tried and I can't get into it. There's just so many different ways you can make it too. (gasps) Like bake it, you can fry it, you can just put it in a stir fry. Maybe I need to give it another run. It's been a few years since I got into, like tried it. But it's something, it reminds me kind of a fake cheese. Yeah, it looks like that, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> it I doesn't look very really appetizing. I'll, I'll give it to you. It does not look like it would taste good. And just on its own, you have to add stuff to it to make it taste good. So I yeah. feel like at the core of it, I'm not just walking around chomping on tofu, but I feel like when you add it into meals, it's good. And it's a good way to get protein. I do agree with you. That's like a great way to get protein, especially because there's very limited options. Yeah, like, it's tough. <laughs> of all the things that you could probably find, that's the top one. But... Dang. I mean, maybe you just got to send me some recipes and I got to try some. I feel like if you threw it in the air fryer, you might like it. I mean, yeah. Anything in the air fryer is good. (laughs) It's kind of hard to not like anything in the air fryer. It's also being a vegan or vegetarian, you kind of have to take what is available. (laughs) Like I'm at that point where I go out to eat and there's usually one option and you can't be picky at that point. That's true. And I feel like being a vegan makes that even harder Mm because at least vegetarian, I can have cheese in my dishes, which... There are more vegetarian options, I feel like, than vegan options. Yeah. And then there's even less gluten-free options. It's yeah. Like, it just, like, kind of trickles down. Um, but mostly when I eat out, it's, like, grilled cheese, mac and cheese, cheese quesadilla. So, like, I, it makes sense that you had to, like, utilize tofu. I, I got to find something else. <laughs> okay. Any other ways that you do? Or is tofu, like, the main that one? That is the main one. Okay. There are lots of different ways to get... Because I need... I look at food as fuel, and as much as I run, I need just things that fuel my body. Tofu is one of them, but I also eat like a lot of beans and rice and just like avocado, like stuff that's just high in fats and it's good for you, or you know, carbs that are essential to your body. I know when I was like losing weight, it was like, oh, they're the enemy, but your body needs them to run and to function. That's fair. I mean, yeah, you're really good at clean eating. Like, I need to take a page from your book. Because sometimes I'll get, like, like I do really good most of the time. And then, like, if my life gets busy and things get crazy, I'm like, let me just pull, pour a little bowl of cereal real quick. Because the rest of that seems very daunting to do right now. So, yeah, I mean, mostly mine is a lot of protein shakes. Like, I ha- I did find a protein I really loved. So it's gluten-free, and it's, like, three ingredients, like, super natural ingredients versus some of the others that don't, you know, they have a whole lot in them. Um, so I put that in like my acai bowls and I make Mm -hmm. protein acai bowls. And I also like making those little, uh, like oatmeal balls, little protein balls. I would make those if I had more time, if I had the time or like, yeah, see, this this is what I'm saying when I like (laughs) actually have the time to make all these things. That's, this is what I do. But most of the time it ends up being a bowl of cereal because that's my life. Um, I do also add peas into a lot of things. Like I love green peas and surprisingly really high in protein. 
most peas are like chickpeas are too yeah i guess my protein powder has pea protein yeah so peas are really high in protein and so like if i make a like a gluten-free pasta dish i always add peas to it and that's kind of like my added protein into that i also eat a lot of cottage cheese which wouldn't be an option Mm. for you but like cottage cheese like some people would make like steak vegetables and potatoes right well i make green beans potatoes and cottage cheese (laughs) So like cottage cheese is my protein in that instance. So it is kind of weird. I do have like some weird looking meals if somebody like looked from the outside in. But I, I might just need to finally bite the bullet and find a way to get on the tofu train. <laughs> um, okay. I had this debate with my sister because we share a streaming service. And her and her fiance love using closed captions on everything. Like they cannot watch things without closed captions. I am the other side where it literally bothers me to have it on screen. I hate it. And we may have talked about this before. I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of deja vu a lot of the time. (laughs) But I'm wondering, are you a closed caption person or not? Because I feel like you are team one or team two. There's no in between. Primarily, I am not. I don't mind them, though, because some shows are just hard to hear. That's fair. The dialogue is low. And when I'm having to pay attention to something a lot, I don't mind throwing them on. But for the most part... I don't like looking at the words on the screen. Does it distract you too? Like, does it bother you? It doesn't distract me. I'm just like very particular on seeing it, how it was intended to be seen. And whenever you add letters down there, unless it's a foreign film, I don't don't really like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, that's true. You know, the only time I've ever actually turned on, on purpose, closed captioning is for Star Wars movies. Because some of the characters have different languages and I'm like... Wait, are they closed captioning that? And I don't know, but then they never do. Sometimes when I'm watching something really complex like Star Wars or Game of Thrones, it helps because learning people's names when there's so many characters, being able to see it written helps a lot. That is probably true. And that's why I think she was making the case like they always had to have it on. But I do feel like you are either like you love it and it's always on or you hate it and it's never on. If it's something like really intense that I'm paying attention to and the plot line is just maybe a little bit more complex, I'll throw them on just so it makes me focus and pay attention. But complete opposite if I'm watching like a comedy where you don't need to pay attention to that. I don't need subtitles. Okay, well, you debunked my theory because you are in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) You You go either way. Dang, theory, theory done. Okay, so I also brought to the show this week, we were talking about um, how my smell has been gone since COVID, and I shared the results of the massage that I got done, which was great news, by the way. If you have lost your smell to COVID, or for any reason, like you'll want to go to the best bits, just the bits, and listen to this, because it may be a solution for you. I hope it is. Um, but that was actually not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to tell you about some dating stuff going on. Are you are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so um, I I can't tell if it's because my phone is listening to me and it feels sad for me. But Mike, I got an email the other day that like <laughs> it was like, oh, no dates for you tonight. Grab a cookie, and I was like, wait, excuse me. <laughs> I felt like that was intended for me. Interesting, right? Like, in, it, it was an email marketing, and you would think that it's like going out to everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, well, isn't like more of the majority not single? I don't know. Maybe one is more than the other. And maybe that's why they did that. But I felt very targeted by an email marketing ad. Yeah. I feel like that's connected to a dating app. It's it, right? re- it reads your data that you don't have anything going on in a particular night. And then it sends the email. I mean, it has to be right. Or like it's listening to me and it feels sorry for me. Because I'm not getting that email. I, right. And it was like, a co- I'm like, well, yeah, I want a cookie now because I don't have a date tonight. Thank you. <laughs> but like, dang targeted and i felt very um violated <laughs> i think it's the right word has that ever happened to you with like any type of email marketing i do get some oddly specific email because okay. I, I feel like every single app you open it just knows so it'll automatically send like anything you're looking at like oh you should get this my yeah my emails are pretty specific to me too but okay. although my facebook since i don't have that i'm in a relationship it still thinks i'm single on facebook so Facebook is really throwing all yeah, the rest Facebook of them Yeah, Facebook is like recommending a dating app every like month or so. Like, hey, there's someone out there for you, Mike. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I just don't want to put them in a relationship on Facebook. That's funny. That is funny. Okay, well, it doesn't make me feel as bad then. At least they're like targeting everybody else. It's just like they you know, really took the low blow shot. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of rude. That was one of them. Um, and then one of my friends went out on a date with a guy. Tell me if you were like in the reverse scenario of this, how you would feel. And... Right after the first date, it went good. Like she said she had a good time, but she ended up getting a message from him later that night and he asked her 
to collaborate with him on his Pinterest wedding board. Interesting. Like, I think it's awesome if guys have that. I think that's really cool. But after the first date, you're inviting a girl to like collaborate, meaning like to add stuff to it, to add and to make edits to it and like see it all the time. For what purpose? Right. Like unless you're planning a wedding or like. I I don't even know. I feel like you could still share. I don't know. But he shared it with her. And I've never heard of anybody doing this before. Girls or guys. And I'm just like so curious how you would have responded in that scenario. I wouldn't even do that if I was in back when I was engaged. (laughs) Right. But like if a girl sent you that, wouldn't you be like him running for the hills? Yeah, I think I'd be out. Cause like I feel like the reverse is the same, doesn't like like I said, I think it's cool if a guy has a Pinterest board if he has things that he's interested in and he wants to keep track of. Yeah, it. the cool. Pinterest part is fine. Yeah, it's not that. It's that he has this wedding board that he collaborated. And the best part of all, she didn't accept it, right? And they didn't go out on another date. Well, like a week later, she just happened to look at it again. A new girl was collaborating with him on it. This is like his thing. Maybe he's like so dead set on like I'm gonna find the one and. I'm not screwing around, so if you're not down for this Pinterest board, you're not going to be down to get married, so I'm out. I mean, listen, I think it's one thing to be fully committed. Like, I love that. That's my energy. Yeah, I mean, I feel some people go into dating, like, just trying to find the person they're going to marry, and they don't want to screw around. That's fair, but, like, I'm like that, and I don't send anybody a wedding Pinterest board. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's that's taking it a step Maybe further. Maybe has a really quick timeline. <laughs> <sighs> really quick timeline. And then um, somebody asked in the in the Q and A that we didn't get to was just how's dating going and if I have any deal breakers in dating. So I don't necessarily like have any updates since I last talked about it on the show. I haven't gone out on any dates. I deleted my dating apps again. I can't go through these levels mm. where I like have them for a while and then I just delete them all. Right now I'm in the deleted at all. I'm just hoping for the best. Um, maybe he comes to my door while I'm watching Netflix. That's the goal. Um, but deal breakers in dating? I don't know. Do you feel like I should have some really strong ones, Mike? I feel like you need to get away with deal breakers. I feel like that keeps people from taking risks and like exploring all the avenues of dating. I mean, I think a deal breaker would be them being a felon. <laughs> True. I think that's a pretty solid one. <laughs> that is a good risk not to take. I think I'm good on there. I'm I right. just feel like I think about when I was dating, I feel like I would be on so many deal breaker <laughs> lists that I feel bad for the guys. I'm like, oh, he's not this height. That's a deal breaker. And you're missing out on somebody just because they're not exactly what you picture. That's true. I don't think I. I guess I'm thinking more of like the superficial ones. Yeah, than like, like the physical ones. Then like. uh yeah, he has a criminal record, or he pulled <laughs> I out a knife. Straight felon. <laughs> like, he can't be a, a felon. That's beyond deal breakers. That's just like I don't even want to be around this human in normal life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't have a height limitation because I'm five foot tall. It's not hard to be taller mm-hmm. than me, so that doesn't bother me. I do tend to lean. I think I want somebody who has hair. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not against it, but I do lean that way. I love like a full head of hair. I don't know. I don't know why. It's a really weird thing. My dad is bald. So I don't know if it has something to do with that. He always jokes that it does. <laughs> um, but I'm not against that either way. Like, it's not a deal breaker per se. Oh, yeah, I don't think I, there's like any physical ones. I just like want to be attracted to them. So that could come in multiple different forms. Yeah. I've never really had a type, you could say. Bobby sometimes says that I do. That is like athletic or like workout. That's probably true. I do lean into that a little bit. Mostly because I do. I think that's why I want that. It's like I work out every day, so hopefully they do. Um, yeah, I don't I, at this moment. I don't feel like there is like unless they're a bad person. Like if they're mean to animals or they're bad to service people, those are those are deal breakers. If they mm, okay, this is a pretty intense one. If they are pretty misogynistic. Mm, that's a deal breaker. That's a big one. Like if they're just so aggressively in their opinion about how they feel about certain things, that's that's pretty intense for me. Like I feel like I'm a very open-minded person. So somebody has to balance that out and not be the opposite extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I feel like those would be the only ones. Anything else you think I should add? 
I'm that isn't to, physical. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of non-physical I ones. I know, I know, I know. Because I feel like a non-physical ones, there's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You just hope people are good people. But physical, I really don't, like, yeah. Just a head of hair. I guess I'm just trying to get you through that first date of, like, deal breakers. I feel like it's, like, not giving people a chance after that first one. They're like, ah, oh, they do this and I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I do. And it's do like that a sometimes. quick burn. <laughs> I feel bad for those. I'm just thinking of the guys I feel bad for, or even girls that I feel Listen, bad for. Listen, I do get the ick early sometimes. I'll admit it. It's not intentional either. Like, you oh, yeah, know, you can't control it. It's more that, like, I think what happens, Mike, is like I'll go out on dates and I'm just like, I don't want to spend 50 years of my life with you. Mm. And I don't know why, but I just know that I don't. I think that's what happens. And then I find something to be like, oh, that's an ick. You know what I mean? Like there's an inkling that happens. Like I have a gut feeling and I'm just like, no. But then I find something that like allows me to explain it away. Instead of it just being like gut feeling, no, you're not the right person for me. I think that's what happens. Because sometimes my ick just comes up and I'm like, that's a weird thing to have an ick about. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, that's the update on dating life. We got some more things to dive into coming up next right after this little mini break. Mike D. Maybe getting a new tattoo. Yes. Dun dun dun. There's some rules though. Some rules. We'll be right back. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So a couple of weeks ago, the show, uh, I'll pitch something to get everybody invested into and buy into. I'm just going to say to you, Mike, that I really felt like my ice cream bike was a good idea and we would have made a lot of money off of it. There's people on TikTok with ice cream bikes that are making like $20,000 a month. That's all. <laughs> my, my last pitch, I feel like it would have it been great and created a whole heck ton of bits out of it, <laughs> which is really what I was trying to find. But it's okay. 
Next time, next time. Uh, we did we did talk about some other show investments, and we got an update this week on the pallet that Lunchbox got everybody to buy into. Mm-hmm. Still don't know how he manages to keep getting people to invest into him. Yeah, we get like blind at the fact that it's Lunchbox. And oh, we're like, yes. oh, wait, never mind. He's terrible at I think this. I'm like one of the only ones that did not invest in that <laughs> because I was like, no, I've seen how this happens. I regret getting into it. Yep. I, I bought into the hype, and I'm like, oh, man, this is dumb. Yep, I've tried to like re- resist my hype when it happens in studio. I'm like, no, 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 yours is the only one I invested in because I was like, that one makes sense. That one I can get behind. I'm not losing a lot of money. <laughs> this is fine. Lunchbox, not so much. You never know what's going to happen with him. But I want to talk about something. You said you have a new hobby. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I am like full on into collecting comics. I've been trying to find a hobby that's not work because everything that I've had a hobby, I've turned it into work somehow. Writing jokes, turned that into work. Movies. I still love them, but at times they feel like work having to go see a new movie and review and talk about it. But I found one that is just, it's completely separate. I have fun doing it. And collecting comics is just like, I was kind of into it as a kid, but never really like looked up which comics are like worth more and never really went to a comic shop. And now for the last few months, I've been so dialed into it. Like I wake up thinking about comic books now. So I'm like going to comic book stores. I'm trying to go to ones in like different cities because I'm on the quest for like one specific comic. I'm trying to find this comic that's Secret Wars 8. It's a Marvel comic and it's the first time you ever see Spider-Man in the black Spider-Man suit. Okay. And it's like a pretty rare comic because it's from back in the day in like the 60s. Okay, so let me ask you this. The co- Correct me if I'm wrong with comic books. They Those were what started all of this, right? And the movies are made off of the comic books. Yeah, correct. When it comes to Marvel, they were started back in like the 40s and 50s. Spider-Man came out in the 60s. And all of the characters are all, they all tie back to the comics and some of the storylines to go back to the comic book. It's kind of like the, the source material for all the movies. Okay. And so is there characters in those comic books that we don't ever see or have seen before? Yeah, there's yeah, that's what I'm finding out too. There's a lot of characters, mm. especially a lot of villains that haven't been any any movie yet and it's kind of cool getting to see how they play into everything and it's also cool seeing like the characters that people had been wanting to see for a long time and seeing why they are such a big presence in the comic books and how you know how they differ from the comics to the movies. I just have so many questions on this. So the Marvel would all be Stan Lee, right? For the most part, he created a lot of them. He didn't draw them, okay. but he created a lot of the stories. There was another, there's a famous artist named Jack Kirby who is credited with designing a lot of the characters like Spider-Man. Okay. But there's also this big debate on who actually creates the characters. Is oh. it the one who creates the story or is it the one who actually drew it? So a lot I of people- I feel like it'd be 50-50, right? Yeah, Stan Lee gets a lot of the credit because he is kind of- the Marvel, like... Well, the character, the drawings of the characters wouldn't exist without the character being created. Yeah. So, like, cre- the initial creator is Stan Lee. Yeah, and then, but some people say it's the person who actually drew it, and they think that the artist didn't get the fair share of it, they didn't get the more... There's a whole debate when it comes mm-hmm. to the, the, the nerdum of <laughs> This is why you're into it. it. Yeah. I see it. And how long are, like, each comic book? I could read one in probably, like, 10, 15 minutes. I think they're, like, 20, 25 pages, some okay. are longer. And I just like reading them because <laughs> I think a lot of people collect them and don't even read them because it's kind of the quest of like finding rare comics. And but I, my rule is that I have to read every single one that I buy because <laughs> it makes it worth it. Yeah, because you buy it and then you read it. That's what they were intended to do. I there are some that are a little bit more valuable than I read them and I'm like very careful with them, but I have to read them all. <sighs> OK. All right. So comic books are the new hobby. I like it for you. How many are we on so far? Ooh, I don't even know how many I... Uh, I would say probably 30 or so. You're on 30 so far? You've got, maybe. like, you've bought 30. Yeah, maybe 30. Because every time I've gone so far, I spend about 30 bucks on a visit. Each one varies in price. Some are, like, 50 cents. Some are, like, 10, 15 bucks. And the most expensive one I got was 20 bucks. Okay, so no like rare, really rare finds. I feel like they'd be like hundreds. Yeah, there's some that I've seen that are really expensive. Okay. Even on the lower end, there was one I was thinking about getting, it was 40 bucks, but I also saw some that were like 500, 1,000 bucks. Okay, all right. This could be an expensive hobby that you've looked into. (laughs) Is this also what has driven 
the tattoo potential possibility. Yeah, so that one comic I'm looking for, that Secret Wars 8, if I find that comic, I am going to get that cover tattooed. Okay, I need to look this up now. Can you start describing yeah, it? Yeah, so it's basically the it's a like a red comic, and at the very front of it, it's Spider-Man in this stance, and he's in the black suit where he kind of looks like Venom. I see it. So I've always wanted a Spider-Man tattoo tattooed throughout my entire life because he's my favorite superhero, and I always lean towards liking the black suit the best just because I love the storyline of him, you know, getting the symbiote suit. And I was like, I want. I, I also just like solid black tattoos the other one i have is solid black mm. so i just think that that would complement my other one now i would get it on the opposite arm same placement and kind would of it in the be same large style. or small like at the same size as the one i have now okay it's just pr- on the it's other side big. yeah it's pretty much the whole bicep area yeah okay but the rule is i can't buy it online I was going to say, I see it online for 300 bucks. Because I could go buy it online, but I feel like that's cheating. I want that moment like in Willy Wonka when Charlie finds the golden ticket of finding it in store. Okay. So I can't, I can like see it online that it's for sale in a city somewhere and drive there. That's fair. But I can't order it online because I feel like that's cheating because I'm on this quest to find it in the wild. I mean, you are... Like, you are finding... This is, like, truly special edition because there's only two that I'm seeing for sale right now on eBay. One's two ninety five and one's seven eighty nine. Yeah, they get expensive. That's, <laughs> the, like, that's the other... Dying. That's the other kind of problem I'm going to have is when I do find it. Like, are you willing How much to is it going to cost <laughs> and what the debate will be like, what is too much? Because I haven't gotten to that part yet. And it, are you... Do you have, like, an end date on this? Like, if it doesn't happen, like, would you still get the tattoo? I'm looking to find it in like a year. And if you don't, then you'd get the tattoo or you wouldn't. I'm not going to get it. It's not meant to be because I've been back and forth on getting the tattoo. I was so close to actually like booking the appointment and getting it. And then I, I was trying to decide what I wanted to get. And I had this whole like vision board of all these designs and I landed on that one. And at that same time, I was getting into collecting comics and realized that this was the comic I've been wanting to find and I was like, okay, if I find it, that's the sign to get that tattoo. Oh, so you're following with signs now. Mm-hmm. You're really getting influenced by Amy, aren't you? Yeah, if I find it, it's a sign to get it. If I don't find it, it wasn't meant to be. It's fair. It's fair. I get it. I get the the cosmic uh, connection of everything and it being a purpose for something. So I like it. So interesting. I'm like so curious about comic books. I don't, I don't think I could get into comic books, but I'm always curious about them. I see people collecting them and spending a lot of money on them. I think it's just the the process of finding them is the more excitement. Like it's a scavenger hunt. Almost. Yeah, it's like finding something rare. And also the ones I'm focused on, I kind of learned from TikTok that you should focus on one character. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy buying so many different comics. So I am <laughs> focusing primarily on Spider-Man. But the other thing I'm trying to find is like the first issues or like the first time characters appear mm-hmm. in comics, which I feel is like the most significant what like collectors actually go for. So I'm also looking for those. And there's also like replicas of classic comics that I'm also collecting. So like the first Batman, the first Superman, all those kind of classic comics, because I just think it's kind of cool to have those and to read those and to see when those characters actually debuted. Well, and replicas aren't as expensive as the originals. No, I've got one for like six bucks of like the first ever Superman and Batman. Okay. I was like, you finally choose a hobby and you really just done yourself in. It's relatively cheap, except when you're going for those collector's items. Okay, good deal. Well, I'm happy for you that you found a hobby. Yeah. I think that was one of your goals the last time you were on this. Yeah, to find a hobby. And in the month and a half span, you've done that. And you've collected 30 of them already. Yeah, I went a little too hard. I went to Cincinnati and there was a small like just bookstore and I was just surprised that they had so many and they were only like a dollar fifty each, so I just loaded up. You went a little crazy. Yeah, I was like, all right, that was I probably went a little too hard there. <laughs> Sometimes you just get excited though. It's a it's all a learning lesson when you have a hobby too. I also felt like I was supporting local and the, the bookstore it was the Ohio bookstore. It was owned by this cute little like elderly couple and they were so nice and they were like took so much pride in their bookstore that I wanted to give them all the business. That's fair. But it's also a good story to tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better. But I totally get it. Uh, that's awesome. Well, we also did have Brothers Osborne stop in the studio. That is not a hobby, but that is a real artist group. And they talked about their new album. They they made me think about this TikTok that I recently saw from Justin Timberlake. 
I don't know if you've happened to see all the resurgence of mm-hmm. NSYNC happening because of the VMAs, but Justin Timberlake posted a TikTok in response. So a girl asked, what's the word you pronounce wrong? And it still haunts you to this day. And he stitches it and he responds, me. But he says, meh, because he <laughs> pronounced it wrong. Oh, yeah. And he's become this massive meme, which most people may know is going to be meh, is the meme. So I want to know, like, what is the, so- the word that you have pronounced maybe it was one time maybe it's constantly and it still haunts you the one that my wife still brings up is i think it was a trip where she flew out to la to come see me and we went to go eat lunch and i ordered a poke bowl <laughs> okay. but it's a poke bowl and i didn't know i'd never ordered the thing and i was like oh i'll take the poke bowl and the waitress corrected me she was like you mean the poke bowl and it made me feel so dumb mm. and then my wife keeps bringing it up all the time. I mean, like, I remember you ordered a poke bowl. So that one still haunts me just because would, it keeps coming up. Would you have preferred the waitress to not correct you? Yeah. And just like let it yeah, be. Yeah, just let me order it. Mm. Just don't say anything. You know what I'm ordering. You don't I need to correct a, me. I have a feeling it might have been like a, a visceral reaction. It wasn't like an It was like purpose. a condescending, like, oh, you mean the poke bowl, you idiot? Yeah, it kind of sounded like she did that a little bit. But I don't think she meant it. Like, I think she... But you know what I'm came ordering. Out. I know, I know. I have a feeling it's it the just same thing. Out, like, though. if you go to Starbucks and you order the large, when it's you know the venti like you know what i'm ordering like oh you mean a venti you know you already know what it is we're wasting time here that's fair you're not wrong but i do think it's like a visceral reaction instead of a judgmental one waitress (laughs) oh you're like revenge tour now um that's funny but you say it correct now right uh when i remember (laughs) yeah i feel like i have now i question myself i'm like Mm -hmm. okay pokemon pokeball okay yeah okay but is it so but you've been saying Pokemon right the whole time. Yeah. I don't, maybe you just didn't put two and two together that it'd be the same. Yeah, I was like, that can't be it. It has I to mean, be poke. I mean, technically by itself, it is a word poke. Yeah, it's poke. So I, I, I'm on Team Mike. I am Thank here, you. but that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I have one, and well, I have two. One that everybody knows is Italian. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten crap for that ever since I joined the show. And ever since I said that on air one time. I have been trying to actively do better and say Italian and trying to like, but it's like you, like before it comes out of my mouth, it's almost like I'll be saying a sentence and I just have a pause and I'm like, Italian. (laughs) It's not like I can just complete a sentence with it. Um, So that one still haunts me. But the main one that haunts me is when I was in high school and I was putting together a resume for working at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I came to my mom and I was like asking all these questions about it. And I called it a resume. Uh, I did not know it was a resume and my family still to this day at least once a year brings up that word that I pronounced wrong. <laughs> I never heard it before. I didn't even know what it was. I was learning. This was my first job that I was getting. And I said, I really need help putting together a resume. <laughs> <laughs> so that one haunts me with my family. Italian haunts me literally all over the United States. So does that help a little bit? Yeah. that's a, I mean, yeah, if you just look at it, it's spelled resume. <laughs> It is. Who knew that the little accent actually matters? (laughs) I did not. Okay, well, now that we've made ourselves vulnerable, we're going to take one more quick little break, okay? We'll resume after this. (gasps) Dang it, Mike. (laughs) All right, I'm going to poke you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today 
and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We're all super excited for Abby around here. She released her new song, and it broke the top 100, but we're moving in. Right into the number one spot because I have a quiz for Mike. All right. And I'm I'm ready for it. We did have the number one spot is Need to Breathe, which great performance. Did you love having them in studio? They're Mike? awesome. It was so great. So make sure you check that out on YouTube. And their interview was really good, too. And I love big fan of Judah and the Lion. Like they have always been on my workout playlist for like the last several years. And so getting to see him in studio was really cool. I really like them. I'm going to add that song again to my running playlist. The Take It All Back. Oh, it's so good. But they also have more, like more in that same vibe. So if you need like, you could honestly make a whole playlist out of their music and run to it. I'm going to add them today. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to quiz you on fictional couples in movies. Okay. And see if you can name the movie. And it's very possible that Mike... Is just really great at movies and knows all of them. It's also possible that he saw my prep and he knows the answers. Yeah. I'll, I'll go in blind here. They're not very hard, though. So I, I really, like, when I had pitched this segment for the air, it was really, like, for, like, Lunchbox to do because I knew he <laughs> couldn't get any of them. But I, I just want to see how common some of these are. Like, because I think you know all of them, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Okay. So we've got uh, an easy one to start. Peter Parker and MJ. Spider-Man. That's your guy. Rapunzel and Flynn. Rapunzel and Flynn. Yeah. What movie is it from? And it's not the Disney Rapunzel. No. Rapunzel and Flynn. Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. I do not know. I'll give you a hint. There's a little frog in him. Uh, not a frog. He's like a chameleon. A frog and a chameleon. Not a frog, just the chameleon. Okay. <laughs> Forget the frog. Because <laughs> I was like Princess and the Frog. Um... Yeah, he's a chameleon. He hangs out on her shoulder a lot. I'm going to go Tangled. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Did you, were you just playing along with me? Or... No, I really okay. couldn't get it. I knew it was Disney or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, Johnny and Baby. That is... Oh, what's that freaking Dirty Dancing? Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Okay, Katniss and Peeta. Hunger Games. Yes. Sandy and Danny. Grease. Vivian and Edward. Who's Vivian? Edward has me going to Twilight, <laughs> but that's Bella. I also love this because this is how I feel during easy trivia, okay? like Vivian and Edward. I do not know this one. I can't think of a f- movie Vivian. It's probably going to be a rom-com that I haven't seen, so I'm going Twilight. <laughs> it's not. It's Pretty Woman. Ah, yeah. You're there, though. Yeah, you're Edward and Bella. Twilight. There you go. Uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo. Star Wars. Yeah. Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Superman. Ron and Hermione. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Sally and Harry. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. Okay. I like stumped you on two, though. I'm impressed that I even yeah. stumped you on two. I like it. Some of those rom-coms, they just have like normal names. That's true. But like when you hear them together, you're like, okay, yeah. It's, I hard, it it's hard to hear the common names and place it. Hey, I, I, had, to, I had to stump you <laughs> somehow. I tried. 
Okay, I did mess up a little bit. Is uh, Harold needs a kidney was actually at number two. Abby's song is at number three. Not that it matters because if you listen to the bits, that's where you get to hear them all. Yeah. But um, we did have Harold on who needs a kidney. So if you are up for donating a kidney, be sure to go check that out. BobbyBones.com. Really cool segment. Some people did ask. I have I have a, an a animal segment little carved out right here. Um, somebody asked about some of the training work I do with Remy for therapy. So if you want to get your dog as a therapy animal, just literally what I did was like Google therapy organizations. Um, what happened with mine was we went and did a pre-evaluation, determined we're a good candidate, and then we went through six weeks of training, and then we had to take an evaluation, like a legit one. We had to pass that test. So a lot of stuff went into us becoming a therapy animal team and a lot of training, but Remy is definitely a natural for it. She's a really good dog and loves people. So um, that was like all the work that we did for us to become a therapy animal team. And now we volunteer several times a month at a, a retirement home and like a memory care facility. And then we also go to hospitals. We're going to a mental health has festival coming up. Um, we have another like hospital visit that we're doing. So it's like as much or as little as you'd like to do with them, but that is something that Remy and I do. And you guys have, I always get a lot of questions about that training and stuff. So, um, but we always need more therapy animal teams. So if you're willing to do it and put in the time, please do it. Like people love it. I can't tell you enough how much people thank us when we're in the retirement homes. They're just really thankful to have visitors, dogs particularly, <laughs> but visitors in general. So all that to say, the reason I even bring up animals is because apparently Mike D got attacked by one. I got attacked by an owl. What happened? I went on a run when I was in Texas, and I went kind of early in the morning because they were having like 100-degree days. So if you didn't go by like 6 a.m., you weren't going because it'd be too hot. And then I go on this trail that I've been on before, and apparently there are owls there. And as I was running, it was like maybe 6.30 in the morning, so the sun wasn't fully out, so I guess owls are still out. I didn't even hear the thing, but I was running, and I felt like, you know when somebody like throws a dodgeball at you and you kind of, it doesn't hit you, but it goes like over your head and you feel like that. Like the whiff of air? The whiff of air. I mm-hmm. felt that and looked up and just saw these giant wings like going right over me and it was an owl. And then as I'm running, I realized that I was like, oh crap, it's an owl. That's crazy. The owl lands on a branch and then looks at me and we're just making eye contact. Oh. And it looks so majestic. I, I always think I love owls because they're so like they interesting. They are really majestic. They're nocturnal. They're beautiful. But when you're encountering one in the wild, it's kind of crazy that it, it swiped at me. But then we made the eye contact. I kept running, didn't think anything of it. And then the owl came at me again and like clawed me in the head. Wait, like, so the first time it, it was intentional. It, it wasn't oh, like yeah. accidentally. That, yeah, I thought at first that I, it was just like flying and it happened to fly by me and then landed there. And then I quickly realized that it was trying to get me. Why do you think it was trying to get you? I have some theories. Okay. Because <laughs> it, it clawed my head and tried to take off my hat because I was wearing a white hat. Mm. And then I was like, oh, crap. And out of nowhere, I just yelled. I was like, I'm not an animal. Bro. Like, that's the first thing that <laughs> came to me. And I just took off running, thinking it was going to come down again. And then I ran that way down the trail. And I was supposed to come back the same way. I just went a completely different way because I didn't want to encounter it again. And then I looked it up later, and apparently this has happened to other people in the United States who run early in the morning because it only happens if an owl feels threatened. And you threatened it? Apparently, because I also went back the next day, but they will attack if they feel threatened, particularly if they have like their nest and their... And that's why when I went back the next day, I noticed that there was like a nest there, like right where I was. So maybe they thought I was like an animal threat. Maybe yeah. the white from my hat was like, it looked like something, and then they attacked me. It was a mama out about to like go after you. Yeah, him. and then afterwards, I was just, it was just this weird thought of like, the owl like saw me coming down and like was like scoping me mm-hmm. out of like a weird feeling that. You were being watched. Yeah, I was being watched by this animal. Well, and, then, and you were be watching every angle because they can turn their head 360 yeah. degrees. And then I looked at my hat afterwards and there was like these two little marks where you could see like the talons just kind of like got into my head a little bit. That's crazy. Like it was grabbing you. It wasn't even giving you like a warning shot. No, it was, it was ready like, to. Yeah. 
Okay, what kind of owl do you think it was? I think I looked it up. It was a barred owl. Okay, barred owl or a barn owl? Barred. A barred. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see the different one. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. It was so a barred owl. it was like brown owl. with like white coloring on it. Yeah, it maybe looks a little bit darker than the one that comes up on the first Google search. Yeah. But those are the ones that happen to be in like North Texas, which is where I was. And they, you know, owls are so cool. Like their faces and stuff, they are like such cool creatures and you don't see them a lot. Yeah, I think that's why, like, seeing one, Mm -hmm. like, in person in front of you is just, like, cool (laughs) to see. But then when one attacks you, you kind of change. Yeah, not anymore, huh? Yeah. I've had, like, bad issues with birds. Maybe it's your hair being a darker color. Maybe they think it's, like, something they can use for a nest. Because I remember when I used to to walk Bobby's dog, Dusty, and I would take him out. And there was a bird that would attack us both. It would come at me, peck me in the head, and then it would come down and peck him. And we were like, we got to get out of here. What kind of, was it a crow? Or I like, don't know what it was. Okay. It was just some annoying bird that just did Maybe not like Maybe you have us. Like, a, like a scent that we can't smell. I feel like I have something. Like that they can smell and it, it for whatever reason, feels like alarming to them. Because then chickens as a kid also scared the crap out of me. Chickens? Yeah, because in, in Mexico, there were so many chickens and they would chase me. Why would they, why would they chase you? Chickens don't chase anybody. In Mexico, they do. Like geese do. I've seen geese go after <laughs> nah, some chicken, people. <laughs> Mexican chickens will chase you. That's crazy. So yeah, I've just not had. Maybe you had a bird. Go- maybe you were a bird in a former life, and you still have the scent of that bird. And maybe, maybe it was a really mean bird. Maybe. I mean, that's like all I got. That's <laughs> the only logical explanation I have because that's a lot of bird encounters. Yeah, me and birds is just. Not been good. Safe to say you will never be owning a pet bird. No, mm. no chance. But maybe that's how you get on their good side. To own one? Yeah. No, they probably hate the times that I ate birds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chicken. What? Oh. Chicken is like, a bird. <laughs> for a second there, I was like thinking like an owl and I'm like, wait, what? Well, I did what eat the it? owl before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. And then, yeah, the flightless birds. Okay, I got it. I'm... Bird. I went down a little rabbit hole there for a second that I was like, wait, you eat birds? Yeah, wasn't thinking about chickens. Okay, um, so one more thing before we leave. Is there anything that you can think of, and I'll I'll, I'll let you think on it, uh, that you feel like you've gone too far? And I'm asking this because I started playing a game that I really love. It's called Travel Town. It's like a elevated matching game, and it's really fun. And I got really attached to it, and now I am part of a Facebook trading club. For the game. Oh, that's so hardcore. So I can get some more uh, like lightning lives to be able to keep matching and playing. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. And I do this on like my Friday and Saturday nights. And I think I've just taken things a little too far for playing this phone game. Uh, and I don't know if I should feel ashamed or proud of myself. So, yeah. What is the object of the game? I'll show you. It's like this. So it's like a matching game. And you basically match things together and you get like leveled up from it and you're trying to build this whole town. Right now I'm trying to build a boat and I have to collect all these different things. So like you you hit these and it'll populate something mm-hmm. and then you match it and then it creates like a new thing for you to match with something else. So it's like a glorified matching game. Okay. Um, but the whole point is you have this whole map and you like I've already built some of my town. Oh, wow. And you have all these other things to build. And each time it's like a different, like I've built a bar, I've built like a, a waterfall, I've built a boat. Now we're on a, a restaurant. So like you just, you're building this whole town out essentially by matching things. And, but you get more lives and you get more things without having to buy them by trading on the Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. See, so the buying part is the other. Yeah. And so, and I had already started to buy things. I was like, I can't keep doing this. This is not, this is not good for me. I can't be one of those. I cannot buy things on a phone game. And so I was like, well, I could trade. I could do that. That's free. <laughs> and so, like, I think I maybe spent like $10 before I talked myself out of doing it again. And now I've joined the, the Facebook group. So I think that's the one thing I don't like about modern gaming, which make me, may make me sound old but like having to buy things oh, inside a game like in-app purchases it just seems like yeah like just let me, out let of me it. earn it like yeah. i'll earn it but like at least let me get to it there are some things like you can't even get because you have to buy <laughs> Pay them. for it yeah that's stupid so that's why i joined the facebook <laughs> group because i got so mad and some people are like so far advanced they, everybody's like screenshotting their things and showing i'm like dang i don't even know where that's at in the game like y'all are way too far ahead i'm just like at the basics right now um, so yeah, but I, I think I've gone a little too far with it. Like, I think I might need to delete the app from my phone because I'm just, 
a little too obsessed with it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why this game has attracted that for me, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Did I make you think of anything? In the same realm of that, I think I went too hard into the Nintendo Switch when I started. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got it around the time. I got it for like a birthday present, and then I told everybody, just give me a Nintendo Switch game. So I have like six, seven games that I haven't even played them all yet. That's brilliant, though, honestly. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Okay. (laughs) So I got really into Mario Kart to where I would be like training and looking at YouTube videos on how to get better. Cause I remember being so good back in the day. And then when I played it again, I was like, Oh, everybody has gotten significantly okay. better at this. Let game. me tell you my theory about Mario Kart. They have definitely upped those computer guys because I'm going to tell you right it now. It is so hard now. Yeah. You could be playing by yourself and you can't win, but like whenever you play the computers, like you could almost always win now. Oh heck no. You're getting third place. Yeah. Like those computers, whether it's the fact that they're like, maybe they're real AI and they just haven't told us. Um, are very competitive. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, so um, that's my theory. Because I started out and I wasn't very good, but now I can get first place a lot. And I'm trying to get first in like every single race is my goal right now with that. And then I also got into a uh, uh, brawl. Brawl? Which is, I thought I was going to be really good at that game because I remember it being so fun back in the day. It is so hard just to win one match on that, that I've been like, looking at tips and tricks on TikTok to try and get better at it. Okay, remind me of Brawl. I don't think I have ever done that one. It's the one where it's all the Nintendo characters and all you do is like fight each other. Mm, so okay. I love Pikachu. He's the one I always try to... I try to beat people with Pikachu and I can't. So I've been trying out different characters. My second favorite one is probably the young Link from Zelda. Okay. So it, it's a fun game, but mm-hmm. I was like, why am I not better at this? Yeah, well, and I mean, it's also that level of you're playing on a different board and a different system, right? Yeah. So that also changes things. But I'm with you. I do think they've upped the games. Like, I think they are making them harder. That's my theory. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just not good at it. No, I don't think it's you. I'm, I'm putting that on. Like, I don't it's think like, it's us. I want to be better at Smash Bros, but it's just, like, hard. Yeah. But, like, you could probably go play, like, the arcade game normally and be good at it. Yeah, I am still good at that. I do like See? going to the one in town and going to play uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, which is my favorite arcade game as a kid. Okay. And I'm still pretty good at that one. See, I, I'm telling you, I think digitally, like I think they just might be AI already and they're just not telling us. I feel really like good. since like with Nintendo or any really gaming system, I like there was a period where I just didn't play at all. So I feel like during that time, they just slowly made it harder and harder. And I'm trying to jump in at a point to where I missed out on all these years of people getting better and better, like growing with the game. Yeah, that's probably true, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not wrong about that. Okay. Well, we just had our, our nerding out minutes for sure. And I love that for us. Yeah. It was good. But thank you for being vulnerable with me because I, I, I truly don't feel impressed with myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end it on that note, even though it's still a high note because we at least we found fun things to do, right? We're not hurting anybody. We're still having fun. Yeah. I have Nintendo Switch and I have comic books now to distract my brain. You got hobbies for days. Now, <laughs> the trick is not turning either one of those into work. Yeah. I'm not going to. You can't do that. I will not let you. As soon as I hear you come out with another podcast, I'm going to be like, Mike. <laughs> a comic cast? Oh, that does sound good. <laughs> no. See? Okay, I'll stop. Quit it. Okay, well, tell the people where they can find you and listen to you, all that good stuff. You can check out my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Even if you're not like the biggest movie fan, I still think there's something for every level. Like you can be casually into movies. You can be super into movies. You can just be looking for movie reviews and just listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, go listen to it. He he has a lot of reviews on, on movies like you may not even have heard about. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll love. You could find your next favorite movie. Yeah, exactly. So go check it out. And of course, follow the show at Bobby Bone Show on all the things. And I am also at Web Girl Morgan. I've put up some recent Nashville recommendations. Y'all are always asking for stuff uh, for people visiting. So I've done a few of those lately. If you need some Nashville recommendations, they're all up there for you guys to enjoy. But that is all. Make sure you listen to part three because Mike D did get vulnerable on that one. True. A few times. So be sure to listen for that, especially if you asked us a question and you wanted it answered. So part one is here. Part two's next. That's just the bits. Part three is all the questions. I know there's a lot of parts. Just listen to all of them. <laughs> and then you don't miss out on anything. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.